He has a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, the podcast with your host, Steve Price. Buckle up, Spring Hill Metroplex, and enjoy the ride. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Learn about some local festive events kicking off the holiday season. Plus, meet Charles Brock. He's one of Spring Hill's master woodworkers. Hear about the show we work on and how he and a group of friends are making a big difference in our community. The Advertiser News is making headlines this week. Learn about a gigantic purchase that is rocking the news world and what it means for them. These stories and so much more right here on Price's Highway, the podcast. All right, giddy up. Let's do this thing. You're listening to Price's Highway presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. That's 615-497-3317. Now back to the podcast. All right, welcome to the big show, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Price. Recently, the Chamber hosted the 7th Annual Mayor's Ball in Spring Hill. And for the seventh year in a row, my invitation to the Swinky Gala was lost in the mail. To honor seven years of fun, event organizers came up with a 007 theme. And from what I hear, many folks bonded throughout the evening. That joke was bad. Just wait until you hear some of the things overheard at the Spring Hill Mayor's Ball. Where's that magical music? <laughs> there it is. All right, here are 10 odd things overheard at the Mayor's Ball. Number 10, how can Craig Midget be that dang tall? Number nine, the conga line is longer than the Chick-fil-A drive through yet surprisingly, just as fast and orderly. Number eight, sorry I was late. I couldn't figure out how to get off that traffic circle thing over at the crossings. Number seven, why is Alderman Dan Allen screaming at the band? Number six, everyone come quick. John Mayer and Mayor Rick Graham got the keys to the caddy and are doing donuts in the parking lot. Number five, Someone closed the fence. I heard Price was on his way over here. (laughs) Number four. We weren't planning on starting a mosh pit, but these kind of things happen when Popeyes caters an event. (laughs) Number three. I hear the alcohol content in the spike punch is the same percentage as registered voters who actually show up to the polls. (laughs) Number two. See you at the after party over at the Waffle House. And the number one odd thing overheard at the mayor's ball, feel the white claw. (laughs) Okay, so I heard that Mayor Graham is not that mad at me for doing this list. I put it on another page somewhere else. And in fact, I had a meeting with him just last week and we had a little sit down, we just kind of caught up on things and he has agreed to come on my next episode. So, hey, if you have any questions that you would like me to ask the mayor, submit them at priceshighway at gmail.com. There's no apostrophe in that email address. It's priceshighway at gmail.com. Okay, now it's time for Price's Headlines. Water bills are on the rise, and to help cushion the financial blow, Spring Hill City leaders have reopened the valves at the Splash Pad until the end of November. Red-faced folks angered by their bills can cool off in the frigid fountains 
and are encouraged to bring their dirty dishes and clothes so they can save on their utilities. Ripavilla Plantation is hosting a candlelight vigil on the grounds of the historic Murray County landmark to commemorate the Battle of Spring Hill. At the end of the evening, event goers will get to split up into two different teams, the Blues and the Grays. The Grays will get a knapsack to take a quick snooze in while the blue team hikes up the pike just yards away from the slumbering spectators. And finally, area man Bob Miller was scolded by his wife for eating his Tuesday night meal on the fancy placemats. Dining room sources tell us hours later, Bob was overheard still mumbling something about why even buy the stupid things if you can't even use them. And those were your Price's headlines. And now with the real headlines, let's talk to our trusted friend and colleague, the one, the only Chris Yell from the Advertiser News of Spring Hill and Thompson Station. Newsroom, this is Chris. Chris Yell, Steve Price, what's going on out there? Well, hey, it looks like you guys are actually making the headlines this time, huh? Uh, yeah, man, everything is going great, and we are. We are the the headline of the week um, in the news world, I think, um, outside of impeachment hearings uh uh my i guess the advertiser news and the daily herald's parent company gatehouse media uh recently closed the acquisition of gannett which owns the usa today um the murfreesboro paper clarksville uh the tennessee and of course knoxville memphis lots of uh i think there's like eight dailies in in Tennessee that they own. So we are now the largest media corporation in the world. Wow. That's, that, that's beyond huge. It really is. It's, and and it's a great thing for us um, here at the advertiser news, especially in the daily Herald. Uh, We now own more than 260 daily newspapers. um, and being able to tap into the resources of those newspapers, and especially here in Middle Tennessee, uh, I think is going to be really important for especially our readers, but also just in general the Middle Tennessee area. Currently, if you if you read our paper, you'll see that I write uh, anywhere from sometimes as few as two stories a week, um, I, but I try to do as you know four to six stories every week um, on local events, news, and that sort of thing. Uh, What you may start seeing is more Tennessean articles appearing in our paper, um, like you see Daily Herald articles from Murray County. You might start seeing a little more Williamson County stuff uh, because we'll be able to share content with the Tennesseans. So, they may reach out to me and say, hey, can you cover this event for, you know, our paper? And you may see my name in the Tennessee and who knows? Well, that's super cool. And you guys at the Advertiser News are doing something special for the holidays this year. And I know we had lunch and you're talking all about it. And I think it was the deadline day when we're, when we're talking about it. Uh, the gift guide. Yeah, we were. We <laughs> Sitting at lunch, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to get this thing done or what's going to happen, but it it turned out really, really well. Basically what it is, it's our quarterly magazine of Spring Hill life. Um, And each year in the holiday season, right? The the week before Thanksgiving, we put out our magazine with, it's a gift guide and, and, but there's a lot of great local content in there. Um, Do you remember the, uh, the Microsoft word uh, paperclip? Yeah. 
think his name was Clippy. Clippy. Clippy, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I sort of stole that idea, and um, we have a little reindeer on page three okay. on our uh, table of contents. His name is Rudy. And if you kind of flip through the magazine, Rudy will take you through the magazine and kind of show you, you know, what you need to be paying attention to. Uh, There's a great story about Small Business Saturday, which is coming up uh, the day after Black Friday. Great story about how to keep if you if you buy a real tree, which you can get, you know, right here at Thompson Station Road, Buckner Road, whatever, at 31 next to heritage middle school oh yeah, uh, yeah you can buy you can buy a real tree there from the uh, boy scouts right sure so yeah they do, do that, that yeah there's some tips in here to how to keep your your tree healthy but also you know there uh is a list of places you can get a real tree uh we talk about the thanksgiving meal that grecian is doing but also a couple of other things that some local companies are doing in the thanksgiving and christmas holidays to give back uh, we've got a recipe in there for a really delicious cake from Delta Bound. Ooh, which uh, cake is it? It's the Louisiana syrup cake. Oh, I haven't had that. I'm telling you, it, it's very, it's kind of like a spice cake, uh-huh. which is perfect for Christmas. Sure. Um, and it's delicious. So, you know, if you want to know where to see Santa Claus, you can, there's an entire comprehensive list of um, Spring Hill, Columbia, uh, Thompson Station area. And then, of course, we have the gift guide, which has local uh, boutiques and whatnot and ideas of what to get your, you know, your loved ones by shopping local. Uh, just really important. You know, that's kind of the theme of this is to shop local and uh, let's keep our money here in the Spring Hill Thompson Station area. If folks didn't get that in their advertiser news this week, uh, where can they find that? Yeah, so I think about five thousand copies went into the um, into the advertiser, and another five thousand in the Daily Herald. Um, if you did not get a copy and you would like a copy, you can always come by our office at thirty eleven Hera Drive uh, in Spring Hill, which is located behind um, the Wendy's and McDonald's at the very very back. Or you can pick it up. Uh, the easiest place to probably pick it up is the, the Spring Hill Public Library. There's always a, a few copies out there. So uh, lots of great information there. An event calendar in the back um, tells you all about the Christmas uh, events, the tree lighting in Thompson Station, the Christmas parade in Spring Hill, the Christmas events in Columbia. Lots of, again, lots of great information, stuff that you're going to want to, you know, you're going to want to know about. But also just, you know, focusing on local businesses, and that's what we're doing here at the Advertiser News. Obviously, we focus on local stories, local people, local business, and uh, local news. And y'all are doing a wonderful job. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure, and I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, hearing the rest of this podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, a big hand for Chris Gow from the Advertiser News of Spring Hill and Thompson Station. A lot going on over there. And they are Prices Highway's official media sponsor. And our presenting sponsor, of course, is Price Sells Homes. Joining me now is Carrie Price. And she's going to talk a little bit. Well, hello there. (laughs) Sorry to (laughs) go over your hellos. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. She's going to talk to us a little bit bit about something that her brokerage, Keller Williams of Spring Hill, is doing for the community and how they want you to get involved as well. 
Yes, yes. So uh, this is something we started doing last year in at the Spring Hill Keller Williams Realty. And uh, we're continuing it this year uh, because the agents love participating in it last year so much, um, we wanted it to come back. But it is the Angel Tree Program. And um, I can tell you, as of today, we have about mm, 75 angels remaining hanging on our tree in the lobby of the Keller Williams Spring Hill right there on Main Street. So um, if you and uh, your family are interested in coming in and sponsoring one, maybe two children or even a senior who's hanging on our tree this year, we have seniors, babies, kids, teens, we have all ages who are in need of things this holiday season. And um, so if you would be interested in participating in that, we would love to have you come in as quickly as you can to adopt an angel or two. And um, all the gifts are due in uh, unwrapped, but just bring them back to the Keller Williams office by December 1st, and they will uh, be sent off to, uh, or collected and sent off to the families on December 2nd. And these are people right here in our community. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um you know, my first year getting involved with the angel tree as an adult was last year when Keller Williams did it. And, um, something really neat happened. Uh, I brought my daughter with me and we did some Ava. shopping. Ava, uh, Our we did daughter. some, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ours. Yeah. Um, I brought Ava with me, uh, to do some shopping and, uh, there are times when I kind of procrastinate, wait to the last minute to do things. Every single thing you do. But but I do some of my best work under pressure. I, I mean, don't know if you just heard that, but Pearl barked <laughs> in agreement with me. Pearl the Bulldog. I know, I know. Well, I read through the list that the little girl wanted of all the things she wanted, and I knew some of it was going to be difficult to find, and I also wanted it to be perfect, but I had to do it on the budget that I had allocated. So... Ava and I, um, a couple days before everything was due, we, we took off for Cool Springs Galleria and we went store by store down the shopping list trying to find just what this little girl wanted so to make her Christmas, you know, as special as we could for her. Well, I was finding that the things on the list were, um, some of them were taking up a good bit of the budget. So by the time we got down to the last few things I wanted to get for her, I only had about $35 left in my budget. And this little girl was wanting or needing a dress to wear for Christmas and some shoes, um, little patent leather, black shoes, something fancy to wear on Christmas Day or, or, you know, for the holidays, and a little sweater to go over the dress. So with my budget, I went into a very popular children's store that was having some big sales. And uh, unfortunately, everything Ava and I liked was way over the budget. It's always like that when you're shopping for girls. So I asked the lady at the counter if she would help kind of advise me on where I might be able to, you know, how I could put together this, this little ensemble for the budget that I had. And so she pointed me in the direction of, you know, several things. And because of the sizes I was asking her for, she looked at my daughter and she thought, well, you're not shopping for your daughter, are you? And I said, no, 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 this is, um, I'm shopping actually for an angel that we are sponsoring this year. And she looked at me and her face just lit up. She said, I have to tell you something. She said, when I was little, my brothers and I would not have gotten any gifts for Christmas had we not had someone sponsor us every year. All the way until I moved out of my house, out of my parents' house, we had sponsors every year, and we were a part of the Angel Tree program. And so the sweetest thing 
the most amazing thing of it all was somehow she made the numbers work with all the things that we wanted to get this little girl. She stretched our budget, made it work, and um, she just was so happy that we were participating in it and getting to meet somebody who had been, you know, a beneficiary of it and seeing how much that, you know, um, how much that meant to her was so special. But she said the kind of things that she said, I will tell you this, um, you might be thinking you need to get, you know, fancy gifts and a special dress just for Christmas day and shoes to match the dress. But she said, don't do that. She said, when I was little, just having warm socks was something I wanted. She said the the cheap socks that my parents could afford, they were thin. And she said, I was always cold growing up in the wintertime. I always felt cold. And she said, you know, just, um, get shoes that the little girl can wear all winter long, get a dress that she can wear all winter long. She said, just think about the utilitarian aspect of it, not just making something for one day. But anyway, it was just mind blowing to think that, you know, for her, she just wanted warm socks, warm gloves. She didn't want to be cold during the winter. And that was a big Christmas gift for her was just to get that. So, um, it was, it was so special meeting her. Um, and it got me thinking, you know, a few months ago about how I was excited for this to come back and to be a part of it again. So I would encourage any of you who just want to um, be a blessing to another family to come on down, sponsor an angel or two, um, you know, shop the Black Friday sales, have fun with it, get your kids involved, and then bring your gifts back to KW in Spring Hill by December 1st. It is a wonderful program. And their address is 5083 Main Street, and that's in Spring Hill, and that's also Price's Highway. Um, <laughs> and they are open from 9 to 5, and for more information, give them a shout at 615-302-4242. Carrie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, our presenting sponsor, Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice, call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. It really is the most wonderful time of year in the Middle Tennessee area, and several cities are getting ready to kick off the holiday season with Christmas tree lightings. This weekend, on Saturday, November 23rd, Columbia will host the Night of Light tree lighting event. It starts at 5 p.m. on the square, featuring ACM duo of the year, High Valley, Grammy and Dove award-winning artist Guy Pinrod, and special guest, syndicated country radio personality Blair Garner. Thompson Station will have their tree lighting ceremony at the beginning of December on Sunday the 1st from 3 to 6 p.m. Their event takes place at Sarah Benson Park. Santa will be there. They'll also have a photo booth, caroling, hot cocoa, food vendors, and even a Christmas cookie contest. When I think about tree lighting events, there's nothing bigger in Middle Tennessee in my mind than the Franklin tree lighting on the square. And this year, it somehow even got bigger. All right, kids, I have the communications manager from the city of Franklin, Mrs. Melissa Ryerson. Melissa, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Steve? Doing great. Now, for people who don't know, we used to work together, didn't we? That's true. We worked together, was it six years? Yep, yep, six and a half years. And at the time, I was the social and digital media producer, and you were my supervisor, so... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to supervise me. Oh, yeah, that was really painful that whole time. <laughs> no, it was great. We, I, th- I thought we had a great working relationship, and we did a lot of fun, fun things that got 
some great attention on social media and help to just kind of put Franklin on the map as far as social media and our communications with the citizens. I, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job and the citizens seem pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say we worked on thousands of projects? <laughs> Probably over six years. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One of them uh, was the, the mayor's state of the city address. We always tried to make it fun. I always, uh, just my past, I've worked at state government and then television news, but I've always hated those really boring speeches at a podium uh, with bullet points on facts and figures. And uh, you and I really tried to make it more of an entertainment uh, production. And we've done um, similar to uh, The Late Show with Jimmy Fallon. We did uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, although it was city employees in cars getting coffee <laughs> and looking fun. at city projects. <laughs> That was really fun, and and uh, we're, we were very lucky that the mayor, Mayor Ken Moore, and city administrator Eric Stuckey were very uh, kind and went along with some of our crazy ideas. Oh yeah, they were completely, completely on board, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> you want to do Back to the Future? Really? That Back to the Future is the one that really sticks out in my mind. That was just, just I don't know, it was special um, because we were at the Galleria, and it looked just like the back to the future scene. Yeah. We got a real DeLorean. That was really fun. I liked the back to the future theme because it was fun, but was, it was also educational in the fact that, you know, a lot of folks in Franklin, um, maybe are unhappy about the growth and the change that we've undergone, but we actually went back years and talked about when the mall first came to town and, um, when main street was a lot different. It looked, you know, sun's better now, but um, it was fun to go back in history and talk to the people that have been here a really long time and talk about how sometimes change is a good thing. And remember Wink Martindale, he was our travel guide back in time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was we nice were to really do that. He was in town and he was hosting the eldest festival at the Franklin Theater. And I said, Hey, he's in town. <laughs> Let's go down and see if he'll be in our crazy video. And then um, somehow, for some reason, people say yes to us. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Speaking, yeah, of- and I learned a lot. I learned a lot of secrets about Elvis too, and Anne Margaret. So that was really fun because he's married to someone that was in a movie with Elvis and Anne Margaret. Right. So I really enjoyed hearing those stories from Wink Martindale and his wife. Yeah, such a nice guy. And yeah, again, we always had fun in the forefront with our communication, and y'all still do. And I remember. Uh, when I first started, you're like, you know, government doesn't have to be, you know, gray and colorless. So I know we'd always wear kind of bright color clothes around the <laughs> city hall just to kind of remind ourselves, you know, come on, this is supposed to be, you know, we're communicating and good communication is sometimes vibrant. And I think I, I had a lot of fun those six and a half years and I, I appreciate you bringing me on board. It was fun. I don't really remember the brightly colored clothes, but oh, you <laughs> I don't? do remember the yeah. thought. I do remember the thought, definitely. And um, I had heard that back when I worked for the state government at the Department of Labor and Workforce Development. I was in a meeting once and someone said, you know, government's gray and, and it's meant to be boring. People are not interested in it. And that has always stuck with me and been my goal is, and, and with you, working with you, is to try to make it 
palatable <laughs> and more interesting. And I think there are some fun aspects that can help to educate people. And speaking of fun, I mean, I can't think of anything more fun than the uh, Christmas tree lighting on the square. And that's coming up again on December 6th. Yes, and it's our 20th anniversary of doing the tree lighting. We are super excited. This is an event that has grown from the steps of City Hall to inside City Hall mm-hmm. to outside City Hall to staging to a 40-foot a Christmas tree um, from about 50 people who attended to now 5,000 or more people who attend. So we are super excited. We have Kathy Lee Clifford who recently moved to the Nashville area. She is going to host, be our MC of the evening. That's very exciting. And then Jars of Clay, the lead singer of Jars of Clay, Dan Hazelton, lives in Franklin. And he and his band are going to perform on stage with the Freedom Intermediate Chorus. They they were here 20 years ago, the chorus. Not the same members, obviously. But um, they were here 20 years ago. They've been here many, many years. It's been a lot of uh, different schools from the Franklin Special School District. And they will be here again. They're such a big hit, and they do such a wonderful job. So we are super excited. It's going to be a, a great show. And, of course, you know, the, the show stopper is the lighting of the 40-foot tree. Um, when they do the countdown with the crowd. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And then, then there's also, I believe you have, what, Cinderella? Cinderella's going to be there? That's right, yeah. And um, it is December 6th. It's a Friday night, and it's 6 to 8.30 p.m. And we were fortunate to get Studio 10's Cinderella to come, and she's going to do a little pre-show performance and sing a couple songs from their production of Cinderella. It's 6.15 and uh, that is going to be a whole lot of fun. I think her name, I don't have the script in front of me. I think it's Chelsea Cartwright, who, um, or it could be Cartwright. Let me see if I can find her name on the script here. Yeah, Studio uh, 10 oh. does wonderful work. Yes, they do. They are definitely Broadway caliber. Chelsea Cartwright is her name. Okay. She's the lady who plays Cinderella. And I think the kids will really like that. We'll also have um, photo opportunities. Uh, of course, we give away free photos with Santa. Who does that? It's a wonderful opportunity for families to get in there and get their photos with Santa. We print them out. They're professional, and that's sponsored by Williamson Medical Center, and that's really wonderful. Then Mars Pet Care sponsors. We're going to have a vintage VW photo bus, and people can go in there. They can bring their pets because it is a pet-friendly event, and that's a lot of fun. And then... Um, We'll have the Opryland characters from Opryland's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We'll have a Hermie. He's a little elf that uh, didn't want to be an elf and wanted to be a dentist. And then Rudolph. And uh, they'll be there for photo opportunities. We'll have some guys uh, uh, from the 501st Legion, Star Wars, wandering around. And we'll have princesses. And it's really going to be a good time. And the downtown Franklin stores stay open later. And it's art crawl night that night, so a lot of them uh, might have some wine inside the stores and some local art for sale. And it's really, I hope it's going to be a wonderful night, and we hope the weather uh, uh, cooperates. Yeah, and I believe there's someone else being featured, but you didn't mention that person. Uh, He'll be stage side, and uh, it's me! Yes, okay, you're coming back to work with us. Thank you. We're not up to full staff since you left, and you have volunteered 
your time to come back and we'll pay you, of course, um, <laughs> <laughs> and help us out with the tree lighting since you've done it so many years. And we're really excited to have you back with us. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, right after the show, I'll be next to the hot cocoa signing glossies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a big star now. I forget that. I hope that we can work with your big ego now. Not many can. <laughs> Well, you know, the tree lighting is not the only Christmas thing going around. There's some other events. Yeah, you know, Oprah Magazine uh, named Franklin the number three best city to visit magical Christmas towns uh, for Dickens of a Christmas. If you haven't been there to see that, that's pretty cool. That's Saturday, December 14th and 15th, and you can learn more about that at williamsonheritage.org slash dickens. And then we also have the very next day after the tree lighting is the Christmas, the Franklin Christmas Parade, which is put on by our, by our local Kiwanis group. And that's Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m., December 7th. Always a busy time of year for Franklin. And, uh, you know, with the holidays approaching, which holiday movie is your favorite? Um, well, I would have to say White Christmas with uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. Yeah, that's coming to the Franklin Theater, isn't it? Yeah, I think I yeah I think I saw it once there. It was wonderful to see it on the big screen. But I love that movie. It's magical. I love old movies, so and musicals to top. So yeah, there is just something about seeing one of those in the Franklin Theater, and then as you're coming out, you're just in. You feel like you're in that movie. You're looking around. The main street is completely decorated. You look down. There's that huge tree. It's it's like you're still in the movie. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful life. It is. It is. It's really magical. Franklin is magical at Christmas. And the lights that our street department puts up, just gorgeous. And all the shops that are downtown Franklin, it's really wonderful. And um, if anyone wants to go to a Christmas movie at the Franklin Theater, they need to get their tickets early. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah. This thing's a lot. Yeah. Franklin's a special place. We're pretty fortunate. Very much so. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you uh, telling telling the folks what's what's happening uh, this holiday season. Well, thank you for having me, and I will be listening. Your podcast is doing great, and I'm really proud of you now that you're not working for us to be doing this and all the things you're doing with your beautiful wife. And, um, of course, we miss you, but we'll be seeing you at the tree lighting. So um, best of luck with everything, and we'll be talking soon. Well, thanks so much. All right, for more information about the tree lighting on the square, go to franklintn.gov slash tree lighting. I'm certainly looking forward to being part of the video crew. It'll be a lot of fun, and I hope to see many of you out there. All right, everybody, joining me now in the studio, the Prices Highway studio, is Charles Brock, master woodworker and media mogul. I don't know about all that. I'm not sure that uh, I'm even master of my domain, but I am here. Yes. Well, thanks Thanks so much for joining us. And we've been a team for many, many years working on the Highland Woodworker together uh, as co-creators. But before we get into all that, when did you realize you were a master woodworker or just even had a knack for woodworking? Well, that, that's uh, have to look back. Many, many years. This was the late 70s, and I had just finished a, a master's degree in education, uh, which helped me with uh, to be, become a teacher and to, with my career as a teacher. Just to put this in perspective, yes. in the late 70s, that's when I was born. 
Well, if you remember the 70s, now I am 70. (laughs) (laughs) Which the other night I was at the uh, Ryman listening to the Doobie Brothers, and that's where I got that line from. Okay, yeah, yeah. The guys, uh, the three original Doobie Brothers are all 70. And so, well, how I, was that show, by the way? Oh, it was great. Yeah. They 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 really rocked the house. Uh, the only thing I'd have to say about their age is, a couple of them have some bad dye jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's all over Nashville, though. At this age, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they had. <laughs> Uh, kind of shoe polished brown yeah, hair yeah. that was just complete. There were, <laughs> you know, it was that was kind of grim. And uh, I don't know if you want to say the word grim. With the elderly, uh, that that's right. Uh, never say coffin to an elderly person. <laughs> like, is that you coffin? I mean, it, yeah. it'll just drive us crazy. But. Um, the jump at the end of the song, like, you know, you've really been rocking, and yeah. the guitar player jumps in the air to cut it off, you know, the final cymbal crash. Um, I noticed that they got about two and three quarters of an inches high. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was almost like we waved our guitar. We were lucky to get it above our head. <laughs> the, the final hop. Yes, yeah. the final It was a hop instead of a... A jump, but okay. So back to the seventies. You uh, yes, you're... yes. Um, I resemble that remark. Uh, so back in the seventies, I uh, I had a neighbor who had some woodworking equipment that he was buying, and and uh, he really didn't know how to use it, and I didn't either. Mm-hmm. And my parents always told me to stay away from tools because I was apt to poke my eye out. Uh, just like they would say the guy down the street. I looked for the guy down the street with his eye poked out for years. I never could find him. I think they were trying to pull something over on me. It might have had to do with control. Mm. So, you know, how parents are. Yeah. So, yes, I, I finally had an opportunity to either poke my eye out or make something out of wood uh, with the neighbor's tools. He invited me in and... Uh, I made a couple of things, and people said, hey, can you make one for me? And uh, there were things like mailbox posts and log racks and things like that. And, um, and then I realized that I had an uncle on one side of the family who uh, built boats, mm-hmm. and I had a grandfather on the other side of the family who uh, was a journeyman uh, crafter of spiral staircases for big commercial enterprise like, uh, well, uh, he built one at uh, the University of Alabama for the library. This was back in the early 1900s. Wow. Yeah. And so... Uh, so it runs had, in the blood, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I poked myself a few times to see what was in the blood, and there was wood there. So <laughs> well, As long as you didn't poke your eye out. That's, yeah, that's right. That's the important thing. Two, <laughs> two good eyes. Right. <laughs> yes. So... Um, yeah, I just kept pursuing that because um, it made sense to me. You know, you can tell real fast where something kind of makes sense to you or sure. not. And um, I could see results. And, you know, men always want to be effective. That's how we kind of measure ourselves. Well, I felt effective at working wood and, and having a vision and building something. So I did that. 
the whole time I, I was uh, teaching school, uh, which was about a 31-year career as a, uh, as a elementary school teacher. And uh, so, I mean, I was doing the wheels on the bus go round and round, going home, and, you know, the router cuts out a tabletop by going round and round. You know, it was, <laughs> it all fit together. But, you know, I think with that background in education really helped you uh, because whenever we're wanting to educate people about what we do or any kind of process, you always want to do it at maybe even a second grade level. That's what we were taught in news anyway, always write for the second graders. And uh, later on in life, uh, we met because, well, we have some, someone in common. We do. Um, my oldest daughter, uh, Carrie, is married to you. I thought I would just tell you that. I, <laughs> well, I, that's what she tells everybody <laughs> anyway, that she's married to you. Uh, and it's good that she admits that. So, <laughs> yeah, n- Not many others would. <laughs> or, right. Uh, <laughs> yes. And Carrie is a limited edition. There's only one of her. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, uh, yes. And I'm um, very proud of her, very proud of, uh, of, of you as my uh, son-in-law. And you just happen to have some skills that eventually uh, allowed us to work together, form a family business. Right. Uh, When we met, I was working at Channel 3 in Columbus as, I think I was their chief photographer at that time, and then I moved into their uh, promotions. And so with that, I I was, you know, I gained skills in in the video production business. And then... When we moved to Nashville, I was I started out as an overnight photographer, but I really wanted to get in the promotions department. Right. You were an overnight sensation. <laughs> oh, talking about sensation. The, the news that happens overnight, it's the funniest and the scariest you'll ever report on. And, uh, yeah, so so I went into promotions, and then later on they're like, hey, you, wanna, you want your own show? You want to produce your own show? I'm like, well, yeah, why not? Who, who wouldn't? And so we started a magazine show called... Nashville Music and More, where we were able to go out and meet everybody I've ever wanted to meet in country music and beyond country music as well. So that kind of gave me a background, and there there is a point to this, people, uh, a, a background on how to do magazine-style shows and tell stories. So back into Columbus, um, well, I had the video skills, and we're like, hey, why don't we uh, do a DVD, teach people how to do a you know, make a furniture yeah. piece like you designed. I, I had just started teaching the sculptured rocker uh, on a national basis. And uh, you were visiting, and you said, why don't I take a camera in next time you do that, and uh, and we'll film it yeah. and, uh, and see if there's a market for that. And I said, well, what we really need to do is film the whole process of mm-hmm. making the chair. And we could sell that with, uh, it'd be a DVD, uh, a little book that would go with it, and a set of paper patterns. And uh, so that's what we did. Uh, That was about 11 years ago. Yep. yep. And uh, it has sold all over the world for, uh, thank goodness, because I'm still eating. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's sold all over the world uh, for the last... 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to me Um, but it's also a testament to uh, 
when people uh, see the DVD, it uh, is done so beautifully by uh, by somebody who definitely has great skills. And uh, he made me say it, folks. Uh, <laughs> Here's the 20. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the 20 right. now. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, uh, Steve, uh, I'm very fortunate that he is my son-in-law and that he um, has, has helped me with this uh, project that um, is, you know, I'm not Elvis, but, but uh, I am recognized here and there like, we were at the uh, Biltmore House uh, last weekend, and I had somebody come up and say, uh, hey, aren't you the Highland Woodworker? Uh, you know, I've, I've watched all of your stuff. And he was with his wife, and, and uh, they were, seemed to be excited about seeing the Highland Woodworker and the guy who does the sculptured rockers. Never would have happened uh, without Steve. Well, it's, I mean, a ton of fun to do, and I've learned a lot in the process as well. And people are probably going, oh, the Highland Woodworker, who, who, what's the Highland Woodworker, the, the listeners here? So let's go back in time a little bit. And we have done, already had done a few DVDs. Right. And you were visiting up in Spring Hill. You were still in Columbus at the time. We had already moved up to Spring Hill, and um, Ava, I believe, was just born, not Maybe she was eight months old or something. You, you guys came for a visit, and we went out for a pizza, and that's when the dream almost became a reality there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had uh, about 10 minutes to sit and wait for, I believe it was a, was it a jet pizza? Snappy or? tomato pizza, which S- is the best. Snappy tomato. That's right. Uh, so we the were waiting for, a, for the pizza to cook, and we sat down at a little table, and you said, all right, what's next? And I really didn't have any plans. And you yeah. said, what's next? And the secret is what's missing. That's right. Yeah, I always ask those two questions. What's next and what's missing in the industry we want to target? Yeah, uh, it's a great marketing question. It really is. Because if you can build a product out of need, mm-hmm. then you fill a void. And you can be first in the marketplace with that particular product. So that was at a time when uh, I I deal with a lot of companies that uh, sell tools and education to fine woodworkers, uh, hobbyists, or professionals uh, all over the world. And I'd become known through the Sculptured Rocker bundle uh, to a lot of those, especially one called Highland Woodworking that uh, has a brick-and-mortar store in Atlanta, but is pretty much one of the innovators or originators of, of uh, you might say, uh, you order it online and it's shipped to your door immediately, or even going back a little further, you would order from a catalog and they would which is still it. pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's some pencil and paper people out there. Yeah. You know, that's easy to say, pencil and paper people. <laughs> but yeah, their catalog is just it's it's an art form all of itself. Yeah, it looks different from everybody else's catalog in the industry, and and um, they uh, they were at a point where they needed to continue to build community, but unlike their uh, the competition in the industry, uh, 
it wasn't reasonable for them to buy or start woodworking magazines. And that's what the competition were, was doing. Those are very, very expensive. And sure. uh, just it wasn't a way to go. But I could see how a video magazine could be more fluid mm-hmm. and it uh, would, could be less expensive and uh, it would be something since we live in a world of video and vision that would draw uh, customers to them and help them build that community. Yeah, and this was at the time where, I, I can't remember what year it was, but I mean, this is when Netflix was sending out DVDs. They hadn't gotten to streaming or anything like that. And we're like, well, what if we put it up, you know, what if we hosted the video and we sent it out in our channels, they sent it out mm-hmm. on their channels, and in the meantime, we uh, we got a media sponsor so they can send it out to on their channels. That's right. We, we were pretty much pioneers. Uh, to the point of, I wanted to wear a coonskin cap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but instead, you, uh, op- you uh, opted for the other hat. Yes. Uh, I opted for an Irish wool hat. It's kind of what I call a sport hat. Yep. And uh, it's a, a patch hat of many different uh, pieces of wool fabric. Uh, and it's become a, a brand yep. uh, to the point of nobody recognizes me if I go out without the hat. Yep. And But if I go out with the hat, then every once in a while um, I have, uh, like I did at the Biltmore House, people say, hey, there's the Highland Woodworker. And instead of throwing things, they come over and say hello. They're nice to me, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> well, we are 44 episodes into this magazine show called The Highland Woodworker, and we have interviewed many, many masters of wood, and we have been on the road. We've traveled thousands of miles and told many stories, and it's been a blast, and we continue to do that. And that can be seen on, uh, on our website. It's www.thehighlandwoodworker.com. Oh, yes. Uh, We've traveled from coast to coast, uh, and we've done some shows, too. We're not out there just traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, Charles Brock, he's the woodworker, and I'm kind of the the producer. So I'm not a woodworker, and my job is to make people who are woodworkers interested in the show and people who aren't woodworkers interested in somebody's story, kind of like, remember, the bio, bio channel. Uh, so we try to produce it in a way where everybody, no matter what your skill set is in woodworking and what, what you're interested in woodworking, you're still going to be able to watch a show and hopefully be infotained. There you go. We get to, to we've had some great uh, people on the show who happen to be master woodworkers. Uh, we've had, right, right, we've exactly. had President Carter on the show who's an outstanding woodworker, and he introduced some friends of his on the show that were just master woodworkers, uh, which was uh, a real thrill to have President Carter on the show. Um, We've had Roy Underhill from the Woodwright Shop fame, uh, Scott Phillips from the Great American Wood Shop. Uh, We've had uh, just many, many uh, people with... Very interesting stories as woodworkers, like episode 44. We had a woodworker on the show uh, who is blind. George Wurzel, yes. Yes. Uh, and, people may recognize him from a couple of years ago. Subaru did an ad with uh, with the blind man, and he was 
he played that role. And well, he wasn't playing a role. He he's actually blind, and he's out there doing his woodworking. I mean, it, that was an amazing, amazing story. Yeah, we. Uh everybody's got a story. And I think we look at it from the perspective of uh, if we can uh, find somebody who is not only a master at their craft uh, as a woodworker, but uh, who has an interesting story, Um, uh, one where they've overcome and they have uh, just do some interesting, delightful, artistic work, uh, then... People want to be inspired, or we hope to inspire people with, with those stories. Um, it's a, it's a great job. It uh, is. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would almost do it without being paid, but uh, the pay keeps it going. <laughs> That's right. Plus, we get to expand the Highland Woodworking brand as well for them, uh, which is a lot of fun. And yeah, the people at Highland Woodworking are are great folks. Uh, they have. Um, uh, they have great products. They really have the best of all the woodworking brands available at uh, at HighlandWoodworking.com. So if you're in the market for uh, some tools, some woodworking tools, uh, or need information, um, they uh, they do a great job. And and really, I, I owe a tremendous amount uh, to them for my success. Without them, I would be a garage woodworker. Right. Okay, so uh, their website is highlandwoodworking.com. Ours is thehighlandwoodworker.com. So if you're interested in watching the shows or ordering some tools, uh, I'll put those in the show notes too if you're driving. From there, well, while we were doing the show, you and Sheila, your wife, y'all had moved up to the Spring Hill area. Um, and you, you, you now you have a, a shop in Spring Hill where you do classes? That's correct, yes. Uh, I have, um, this is my second shop in Spring Hill. Um, and at one point, uh, right after we moved up here, for about four and a half years, I had a shop next to a bar. And yeah. uh, it was hard to film anything in it there. It sure was. Yes, because uh, they would turn up the music. And in fact, sometimes it was kind of in a hateful way that they would, yes. <laughs> Uh, they delighted at doing that, yes. and um, they were not the best of, of neighbors. But um, but we got past that, and eventually I uh, found a place that uh, I could purchase uh, through my daughter Carrie, Steve's wife, who is Don't a think twice. Call Carrie Price at six one five four nine seven three three one seven. Yeah, I think we have purchased <laughs> several homes and uh, the shop. Uh, through Carrie, she's a great realtor. Yes, so. she is. She she ne- she's a never say die person. It's she always finds a better way. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's incredible. Uh, so okay, so you've got the shop. You're doing classes, and you've also started something new with uh, three of your friends, I believe from church, uh, called the Acanthus Project or the Acanthus the Acanthus Group. Group. Um, you know, uh, I feel really blessed. Um, my life came together with, uh, I was a teacher for many years and I had gotten to a point where, uh, I was wondering why, um, why I, I taught school for 31 years. Well, it was to teach me how to teach so that I could put it together with my woodworking skills and, 
the fact that I went to business school way back. I got a degree in business administration. Everything kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've been very successful as, uh, as a small businessman. I've been blessed up here in the Middle Tennessee area with a number of friends who have uh, retired from great business careers who really know how to run a business. And uh, they helped me tremendously. Uh, We can sit around and we can talk about something I'm trying to do, and they'll say, hey, maybe you ought to try this or that. Well, we hit upon an idea together uh, for helping people free of charge with their businesses, helping them put together a business plan, helping them the same way they were helping me Mm-hmm. Uh, we can, uh, those that will take advantage of our, uh, our low cost, that's zero cost wow. for our counseling. Yes. Uh, we can get together with you, take a look at, at your business or your business idea, and we can help you advance it. Uh, we've got, there are four founding members, myself, um, and, uh, a gentleman who, uh, is one of the, the best marketing minds I have ever known or anyone could ever find uh, is in the group. Um, a gentleman who launched one of the first money-making websites uh, uh, in 1996, I believe it was. Uh, he pioneered an industry of selling stuff over the Internet and uh, did tremendously well. Um, and another gentleman who is uh, in charge of purchasing for one of the largest corporations around here, we all work together to benefit the, uh, the person who's maybe struggling with their business or part of their business. There are a lot of creative people in the Middle Tennessee area, and they know what they're trying to create, but trying to build a business around it is is sometimes really difficult. Yeah, most artists don't want to price themselves. Yeah. That's really hard to do because, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, well, I think it's worth this much, but what does the market say? That's right. And so um, uh, we started this uh, last spring mm-hmm. and uh, have a couple of, uh, of, of customers or clients that, that we're working with, and uh, we're looking for more. Well, how do people get in touch with you? If they want we to? have a website. It's the acanthusgroup.org. The, okay. Uh, you okay. know what? Instead of having to spell it out and all that kind of stuff, right. I'll just put it in the show notes. How yeah, about that? Put it, put it in the show notes. <laughs> you can go to that website, and you can fill out a little application, tell us something about uh, your business, and uh, we'll take a look at it, get in touch with you, and... Uh, and be, be just thrilled to work with you. Uh, ours is to give back. Uh, we've had, all of us have had very good, excellent success in life, been very blessed, and we want to be able to give back to a community that is given a lot to us. Wonderful. Charles Brock, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Well, we talked about his work, but you really need to check out his website. It's charlesbrockchairmaker.com. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Prices Highway, the podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for joining me. Melissa Ryerson from the city of Franklin, 
Chris Yao from the Advertiser News of Spring Hill and Thompson Station, Carrie Price from Price Sells Homes, and Master Woodworker Charles Brock. And of course, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the ride. Until next time, I'm Steve Price. This is Price is High with the podcast. Buckle up and drive safely out there. And remember, kids, to give the wave if someone in traffic lets you in. Take care, folks. You've been listening to Price's Highway, a Steve Price totally terrible podcast production. 